I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots, welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions with me, your hostess with the leastest, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm a comedian, and I am admittedly ignorant, and we're here, and I'm diving in, and we're just fucking getting stupid. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, I know I got a lot of new people from Skankfest and from this past weekend in Cleveland at Hilarities, headlining Saturday, Sunday, opening for Burt, fucking the machine Kreischer. I'm still hungover. I think from both of those things, Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, subscribe if you haven't already. Rate, review, preferably a five star. Now I'm being that Uber driver that awkwardly asked for a five star. But makes me feel nice. It helps. Uh, and then the more ratings it gets, the more other people find it. And the more we can all learn answers to our stupid questions. My stupid questions that I pretend are from you guys uh, when they're mostly just my stupid questions. We all know that though. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all my new subscribers, all the new reviewers, all the podcast fans that came out this past weekend. It was fucking cool as shit seeing you guys. Um, big shout out to longstanding VIP idiot savant Nick. And what, you guys? We've got a new VIP, Gene. You guys, I told him that that my ode wasn't going to be ready till next week, but then my intro that I'd previously recorded failed. So here you go, weird Awkward for everyone else, but kind of fun. Uh, VIP Idiot Savant Ode. By the way, that means there's only eight VIP positions left because there's only 10 available. So if you've been thinking about it, get in there. <coughs> Dear Jean, I mean... Jean Senate, you're here. You're in it. And since you've subscribed to this legion of idiocy, you're already the most brilliant Senate person there could ever be. Pardon the use of political puns, but I think we all know we're dumb, but they're like dumb. <laughs> you found me with skanks and I'm filled with so much thanks and also some residual mushroom effects from the three-day blackout in a Brooklyn ballroom. Thank you. Thank you. You guys, round of applause. I'm not putting in sound effects because I'm too fucking, I don't know. I don't want to have to find it later and tell the person to put in sound effects. Because uh, I don't know how to do it myself. And yeah, you guys. So shout out to Gene. Um, they are, uh, him and Nick fucking nailing it with the VIP shit and keeping keeping us going. Best idiot forever, Kathy. Uh, so if you want to be in on the Patreon goodness, uh, my VIPs get cool gifts. Um, they get, uh, which I'm going to be sending backlogged from Europe because holy fuck, I leave. Oh God, we'll get there. Um, but I do postcards and there's cool hangouts and lots of stuff. Depending on what level you do, you get bonus episodes for just a dollar. I need to record a bonus episode for this month. Oh God, too much to do. Patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. Uh, Send me a... Uh, I'll talk shit on it. If you want me to talk shit, just to ask uh, who you want to know about. Uh, and people have been posting the postcards I send out. Hashtag where in the world is JMS. Uh, so if you get a postcard, use that hashtag. 
I'll find it. I'll retweet it. I'll post it. Whatever. Uh, this is the part of the show where I usually plug my upcoming shows and my upcoming shows are Edinburgh Fringe. Holy shit. You guys have heard me talk about this nonstop and it's fucking here. I'm so excited. Oh my God. Oh my God. Friday I go to New York. Monday I fly to UK. Second to the 26th every night, 515 The Mockingbird. If you're in Edinburgh, come see me. Um, you can see my one woman show there. It's called Codependent Arising. It's very different than my standup. And check my calendar for all. I'll try to stay on. I'll try to stay on top of adding other show dates I get added to. Uh, anyone who checks my calendar regularly knows I'm not the best at keeping it updated. But I've gotten a little better. I'm doing my best. So come see me do stand up. I'm doing some weird fucking like concept shows. Maybe doing some some type of battles. Who knows? Uh, verbal probably not physical but you know i'm open um anyway let's get to our guest i've gone on too long my guest this week ah wonderful human eric friedman uh he's a comedian he's my friend he uh also helped me do a lot of the editing of my fucking codependent arising there's a video portion which was a nightmare the video itself and then also probably me while we were in it and he sat with me for like three days in a row for long hours and was the most patient and I just he's the greatest um, I'm very thankful for that and for everyone else involved who you guys will hear names of repeatedly Madison Shepard Buddy Hutton on and on my manager Molly Hurwitz the shit she fucking didn't let me quit I've cried several times <sighs> back to Eric Eric is a comedian he's great he works really hard a lot of comedians as they're coming up have day jobs his if you haven't already read it in the show notes is fucking way cooler than every other comedian who's working at a restaurant or walking dogs or Uber. He's the road manager for the band sublime with Rome. Uh, huge fan of the band. Um, and uh, huge fan of him. I uh, have, I on multiple occasions in blackouts in college, stolen microphones uh, from house cover bands to sing their songs. Possibly, possibly. Um, yeah. So, uh, we talk about life on the road, managing a road, how to manage, uh, balancing, chasing a different dream while you're doing something, uh, that keeps you on the road so much and balancing life, uh, relationships, sleep, uh, and fucking crazy shit that people do when they're in cool bands on the road. Uh, so it was fun. And, uh, I think you'll enjoy the interview, uh, and you'll enjoy him, and so I'll shut the fuck up. Here you go. Eric Friedman. <laughs> Hi, idiots. Um, I'm here with Eric Friedman. Wait. Hello. Do Is that how you start off all your podcasts? By calling Just everyone idiots? Everyone? <laughs> yes. Um, it's sort of like a silly, uh, ironic thing, but I call the fans of my podcast idiots, because um, the whole premise is like... That we're all idiots. Right. And that we should ask more questions because we're idiots. Okay. I agree with that. No, I'm a bully and I <laughs> hate everyone for listening. Fuck you all. Um, wait, do you go by, for your first stage, do you go Eric J. Friedman? Is no, the J like crucial to your... No, it does get used sometimes if people just User? go off my Facebook or whatever if I message them on that. So I'll get called that when I go on stage sometimes, but I don't personally use it. Yeah, I should have asked that before we started. But it's okay. I use it for writing. I use it for writing because there is another Eric Friedman who is way more successful than me in television writing. There is? Yeah, that a friend, a, the first like showrunner person that I ever worked with 
worked with this other Eric Friedman. And they hired times. you by accident. And they're <laughs> no. like, you're not the Eric Friedman we're looking for. Yeah. No, I'm the uh, younger, better one. Oh, so confident. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, there you go. I made that mistake. I've like changed my Facebook name several times out of not wanting people. I want people to just find my like my comedy page. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then I'll still reach out for shows from my regular Facebook page. And so, I don't know. I've had weird-ass Facebook names just being a jackass. And then those end up on posters, and I'm like, no, my name's not J.M. Shine. (laughs) That was just a joke, and I regret everything. Yeah, maybe they should ask. Yeah, I also should just go like, by the way, this isn't my name. Um, okay, well, let's talk about everything, I guess. So, okay. you do comedy. I do. Um, you do, but so in your in your free time, in your free time, <laughs> you pay the bills by being a road manager. Yes. For Sublime with Rome. Correct. Cool. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Whenever I think about it, I, I'm like, oh yeah, it was pretty crazy. I've been doing it for eight years now. Eight years? Yeah. How'd you get into it? Um, I was working as a runner in Phoenix, Arizona. And runner is basically assistant to the band for the day. Oh, okay. So you drive them around, you go pick up food for them, whatever little errands they have to do. You're like um, a band personal assistant for yeah, the day. Yeah, exactly. It's basically a PA. You a bitch. Yes, or a bitch. That's, uh, Just kidding. <laughs> which was my job on tour for multiple years um, <laughs> as well. Uh, but I was doing that, and I got called to run for the Dirty Heads, which is another band, and they are managed by the same manager as Sublime with Rome. And he happened to come to the show. It was a big show for them. Oh, that's awesome. I met him. He liked me. He liked you? The band He's... liked me. They They said I did a good job. He told me to, like, hit him up if I ever needed anything. And you're immediately like, I and, need something. Yeah. <laughs> and a few days later, I was about to go on tour with my band as a drummer. You're a drummer? I'm a drummer, too. What? And so I was about to go on tour with my band, and I was looking forward a couple months, and I was like, oh, when I get home from tour, I'm not going to be able to pay rent or eat. Wow. Um, I was That's like, what I it's should, like being in a band, you guys. I should figure out uh, work. And so I hit him up, and I was just like, hey, I've never done this before, but I'm a fast learner. I'm looking to get out on the road. If you have any openings, uh, let, let me you know. know. And a couple days later, he texts me back, and he's like, I think I've got something. I'll call you tomorrow. And then he called me and wow. was like, hey, you want to be the production assistant for Sublime? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I took the job before. He he prefaced it with, okay, it's going to start out with not much money, but it'll be more if you do a good job. And I was like, I'll take it. I'm in. <laughs> and he was like, I haven't told you. how I'm, I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm available. I'm on my way. I don't know where you are, but I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a car driving. How old were you? I was 24. 24. Wow. Wait, so did... But it was was it starting after your band got back from tour, or were you like, nope, bye, I, losers, I'm a PA now? Yeah, pretty much. I took the job and had to go tell my band. Was your band really Tony sad? Was, uh, <laughs> your roommate and one of my partners for Tony, you guys, he'll be on for, another podcast talking about animation. Yeah, it's going to be so my fun. partner for cartoons and everything else and whatnot. He was actually there when I took my band out uh, to tell them that I was leaving. Oh my god, it's and so sad. He remembers it better than I do. He's like an abuse a child of divorce. <laughs> yeah. I remember when you left the family. Yeah. He's like, it was so awful. And I was like, I don't 
even rem- I, did I do that? I don't even completely remember it happening. You're like, hey guys, everyone come outside. Yeah. Fuck you guys, I'm leaving. <laughs> Please. No, everyone understood and was really happy for me. Yeah. You know, I, I was in a punk hardcore band. We were touring in a van, just playing houses and whatever random bars and clubs we could. And that's amazing. It was a fun thing. It was not like anyone expected it to turn into their career. Right now, someone from that band is listening and he's like, I did. (laughs) This was my dream, Eric. (laughs) Um, What what would happen if that band blew up like the Beatles? Remember, wasn't there like an original, was it a drummer, a different drummer for the Beatles? There was a different drummer in the Beatles or there was a a different guitarist somewhere. Somewhere. There was the the Would you be devastated? No, I would be. You'd be like, thank God. I'd be stoked for them. Yeah, I would have been happy. You'd be like, I, do you guys need a PA? <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm a much better road manager than I was a drummer. I'm really? An okay, drummer. You're an okay drummer. Yeah, but you, even with my band, I was like taking care of us. I was driving us. I was helping book shows. Oh, I so was you're just like doing merch. Band I was mom. Merch. Yeah. Oh, you're. Oh, that's adorable. That's not a good word to say to men. That's I guess emasculating. To, to my band, I was band dad because i left and band da- <laughs> yeah <that's- laughs> uh, just like all dads do I like i gotta go be a mom somewhere else. i gotta go i gotta go start a second family <laughs> with this band that also started a second family yeah yeah see it was <laughs> it was perfect you're not our real lead singer i shouldn't have said that um okay <laughs> sorry you guys sublime fans don't come for me um okay so you started as a pa yeah but were you immediately like band momming them? I yeah, I didn't know what my job was. Oh so yeah, because I you... just did everything I could. Is that kind of just what you were hired for, though? It's just like you know, just like help them out with whatever. Essentially, yeah, because we had a you know we had a tour manager, and then I was his assistant, and he would tell me whatever to do. Oh wow! And then the band's manager would tell me whatever to do as well. And so, so you I were just, just like entry level band helping. Yeah. Fuck. And my first time being around shows of this size. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was the band's first summer tour. It was their first, like, tour back as a band. As a band? Yeah. What what year was that? that like uh, 2010. Okay, yeah. Because they got together, like, right not too long before that. Yeah. It was right? Like 2009. Nine? They, they met back up and okay. started playing again. Fuck. Um, wow, that's crazy. Were you um, a Sublime fan before? Yeah, I was. I, I was like, up. is that like putting on the spot for you to be like, oh, I have no, to say no. yes. I, no, I grew up in Southern California. I was a big So Sublime like, of fan. course. I, I've been a fan of Sublime since I was like seven. I, I heard about him like a couple years before Bradley died. Oh, yeah. No, me too. I was. I feel like that was a split in Alaska where it's like there's country music and then there's like Sublime slash pop punk <laughs> whatever fucking fun music yeah so that must have been like really exciting yeah just being like oh my god i know when i when i thought he was gonna give me a job when he's like i think i have something for you i figured it'd be for dirty Dirty heads they were just starting to blow up so you like didn't Um, think it was gonna be like a huge single and and we're yeah just like way on the rise i was like they probably need more help now yeah. I had no idea. And they're like, no, Sublime with Rome. They need a lot of help. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, someone happened to be on their way out. They needed someone. It was just, it was absolute perfect timing. It was just great timing. Yeah. Were you nervous? Because it was like. Very, very Because you like, want to do a good job. You're like, oh, I want this band to think I'm really cool. <laughs> I I wasn't too worried about that, I don't think. Oh, okay. I've never, I've never thought. What? You, a that. comedian, has never been like, please, everyone. I wanted them to 
like me, I suppose, but I was, I didn't you don't think they were going to be like, like, they're going to think I'm so cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm a PA. I was, I was excited to get out on the road. Uh, yeah. I had met Rome. Rome was with the Dirty Heads. Okay. he was, uh, I mean, this was him about to go from being homeless to, to playing for this to band. To playing with this band. Wow. Living out of a van and on the floor of a recording studio and stuff. So, so he was just uh, on tour with the Dirty Heads before that, going and doing shows and playing Lay Me Down with them and hanging out. So I met all of them at the same time. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Um, how much had you done, I mean, with your band as far as, like, road stuff? Was it, like, really small scale? My band? Yeah, it was pretty small scale. I mean... This I was Southern biggest, California or Arizona? Uh, Arizona. Okay. Um, yeah, we were Phoenix kids. Uh, Phoenix I kids. Went to, I went to high school in Phoenix and was stuck out there for about 10 years. Was that hell? <laughs> it's... Or is it like no, fine? It's it's fine now. <laughs> Your voice. <laughs> no. I didn't like it a lot when I was there, but it was fine. I knew some good people and had there's lots of shows uh, since it was close to California. A lot of big bands would come out there still. And yeah, that's you good. You can go see them at smaller venues. That was fun. Oh, you mean it wasn't just like the state fair when everyone's past their no. prime, like Alaska? <laughs> no, but I did go to the state fair a few times. <laughs> I mean, that's what you do. You go to the state fair or you do heroin. Yeah. And- <laughs> Hope for the best. Yeah, small towns are always very proud of their heroin or meth uh, use. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like where I'm from, it's like a real race for which one is really taking over the town, you know? Yeah, I think I've been to seven different cities where they're like, we're actually number one in, in meth use. And, and then they're all like, well, per capita or actual Per meth capita, but here. most or of our like, capita has died because <laughs> of the meth, you know? <laughs> um, oh, that's crazy. So you went from... That to just, uh, like, immediate out on the road? Yeah. I think my band, like, the biggest show we had played was probably to maybe, like, we'd, we'd played maybe a show to, like, 500 people with, with this band, Bane, who's a bigger hardcore band. Oh, that's cool. And then Bane. on the road, 100, 150 people on, like, a really good show, and then most were, were the, like, 25 to 50 okay. house parties. It's like stand-up, kind of. They were they were fun. We had a great time. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I bet. Were you an, Were you, like, an animal back then? I don't know what you mean by an animal. I looked kind of like Animal from the Muppets. I had animal from hair. the Muppets is my favorite Muppet, and it's a <laughs> fucking miracle I don't have an animal tattoo. I swear yeah. to God, what a I, trash can I am. I'm saying that. <laughs> I would get one right now. I don't care. I know some tattoo artists. Uh, I <laughs> I looked like Animal. I had really long hair. You had long it hair? it went crazy when I played drums, and a lot of people would call me Animal. But I wasn't an animal as like, far I'm as nice probably man. any other thing. I didn't smoke or drink or do any drugs or anything uh, when I was growing up. I was like, I wasn't a straight edge kid, but I was part of that. I grew up with a lot of those kids in the you punk and hardcore a, scene. A dork. So yeah, you were afraid. Basically. Why didn't you get? Oh, just because that's who you were around. Um, I wasn't afraid. I. You're just like, who cares? I don't need it. Yeah, I didn't really need it. Uh, with alcohol, I was, I guess, a little worried when I was younger. Uh, yeah. Alcoholism runs in runs my in your dad's family? side of the family. Oh, okay. And I had known very bad stories when I was a kid that I now know the reality of. But like, they And they're were, way worse. And they're, yeah. <laughs> no, with my dad. They really toned it down. My mom made my dad stop drinking before she'd have kids with him. Um, and it and worked? She's, she's my mom like, couldn't get herself to stop drinking when she was getting having kids. <laughs> my, my, uh... Yeah, my dad really... I don't know. I think my dad just didn't want to be alone. Um, Uh, Or maybe he really loved your mom. Yeah, that too. No, he did. Um, But she 
she got him to stop drinking, and she's, she says that he was a bad drunk. And last time I was around him, both when she said that, she's like, he was a really bad drunk. And he's like, I don't know. I thought it was all right. <laughs> and I was like, I know, that was kind of fun. I was like, that's fair. That's kind of me now. <laughs> yeah. Um, People have different perspectives of how I am when I'm drunk. Well, it depends on your interaction. Also, it depends on the kind of drunk you are. Like, I'm mostly a, I don't drink that much, but I'm mostly a really happy drunk. Yeah. But then I think there are certain drinks. I, maybe that's superstitious to be like, I think it depends on the alcohol. That's a real alcoholic thing to say to be like, it depends on the alcohol I have. I don't know. It matters a little bit. I think it matters more if you mix alcohols. But yeah. if you're really used to one alcohol, I think it will change if you do something completely different. Yeah, because I think I never, I think I only ever tried to fight anyone if I drank whiskey. Yeah. And that was only a few times. <laughs> I'm more likely to be just too friendly borderline slutty <laughs> gotcha borderline slutty That's, yeah hilarious super slutty but it's not the alcohol uh <laughs> it was my heyday um okay so because of that you kind of were not not into alcohol is this too personal yeah. no this to? is fine i don't care <laughs> i was like uh, i like getting personal i really should have a podcast it's just like what's wrong with you who are you <laughs> tell me your secrets um I don't know. I guess that's podcasting anyways. Yeah, I guess so. Is uh, accidentally tell some of your secrets. Oh, I, have a, I have a whole oh, yeah, secret family. Listen to this. Uh, yeah, and then you're like, what have I done? <laughs> Who's actually... Um, no, I mean, yeah, I didn't drink. I think it helped me that I didn't drink or anything because uh, I, I worked in retail before that. Before yeah, what do you... I, I, Pack Sun? I actually did. I was, <laughs> uh, I was a manager an assistant manager at like all the places though at 18 years old because basically just because I was an 18 year old who didn't drink who or wasn't smoke like weed. a fucking so, piece of shit yeah I could be there and be competent and I'd have employees come in drunk and hungover and this and that and that's so funny like trying to lie to me I was like I don't care yeah, <laughs> like, it's, you just clock in I don't want to be here either. fold a shirt for yeah. fuck's sake oh terrible boss but I mean I was a great boss if you're an employee I was a terrible boss for the companies Really? Oh, why? Because you didn't care enough? I didn't care at You're all. like, I don't care about sales. Yeah. I, my, my thing with it, whenever I'd hire someone, I'd just tell them, I was like, okay, if you don't make me have to work harder, I won't make you work harder. <laughs> I was like, that's yeah, our only just, deal. Just, <laughs> 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 wow. Well, yeah, you're really going to uh, climb a corporate ladder with that attitude. Yeah. Um, I, I get it, though. <laughs> you're like, I don't want to own PacSuns. They paid me more money to, to have just, uh, be like, I made thing. the schedule. Yeah. Oh, I made fuck. the schedule and I have a key to the store. They trust me. The bur- the place won't burn down. Yeah, that's I. that was definitely me. Where it's but. like, I'm the most responsible of the least responsible people on earth. Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, okay, wow. Did you always know you wanted to get on the road? Yeah, that was something. Uh, I actually, in, in probably early in high school, when they ask you to write down, like, what are your top five career choices type things like that? Yeah. Uh, touring was at the top. And it just was, touring it was in general? just specifically touring. It wasn't, like, for music. For, you're no. just like, I just want to be on the open I, I road. Was, I was right in the middle of everything. I was writing. I was playing music. I wanted to do stand-up, but I wasn't doing it yet. But I was, I was writing comedy and making cartoons and sketch comedy and all okay. that stuff. And so I was like, there's plenty of avenues I, and I know that I want to tour with this. You just like knew you wanted to be. And yeah, I knew I wanted to hit the road. It it looked fun. Relatable. Yeah. I was just like <laughs> ready to run. I was like, give me the fuck. Yeah, exactly. Out of here. Right. Phoenix. I was in a desert. It, yeah. I was like, it's not very fun here. Uh, I had grown up in California. You know, I'd seen the other sides. I had 
made it to a few places when I was younger, but not many. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I really just wanted to go see a bunch of places and do it for work. I was like, that seems like a really fun way. Where you're just like, oh, I'm work. making money and I get to go places. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I mean, you get paid to go. Travel is like number one on most people's lists of things they want to do. Oh, yeah. It's like, why not get paid do that. To do that. I mean, you don't have to tell me. That's, yeah. um, so you've been doing this for eight years? Yeah, I've been touring for nine the first years with my band. Yeah, I have, so how often are you on the road? Uh, probably about 60% of the year. Yeah, is it, um, is it draining for you? It can be. Certain tours and everything are draining, like, uh, Do you have chunks of time where you're gone more? Yeah, I mean, summer's always busier. Summer, fall, uh, like March, April is when touring starts up for the year. Usually okay. so we'll do a little bit, do some small tours. Then it's like some flying around. And then in the summer we get on a bus and usually do like a two month tour. And oh, then yeah. we're home for a little bit and then we fly around for the end of the year. Sometimes do like a two week tour in fall. Yeah. Does that, does that have an impact on like trying to have a personal life? Like do you, uh, it, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know what a typical... I've been doing this long enough. I'm 33 now. I've been doing this since I was 24. Yeah. It's been enough of my adult life that I couldn't tell you what a normal... What a normal life would life look like. should look like, yeah. Or what I would be doing if I had never started this. Yeah, is it hard to imagine, like... Could you ever imagine yourself now having, like, a 9 to 5? Because I feel like I would kill myself. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I would do it. Even, like... Which, I mean, I, I pitch around series and stuff and want to be a showrunner and want to, like, have... Yeah, and I room. get anxiety about I that. I even think about, like, that, and I'm like, this has to be my show because yeah. I don't even want to go sit in someone else's room for nine to five. Oh, no, it's so real. I've had shows, like, that, like about to go and stuff, and it's like, I don't know if I love this enough that I'm, I can handle, like, yeah. not... Fuck. Yeah, I like the freedom that touring has given me something i wanted when i was younger too was i always wanted i was like i'll work the most amount of hours in the fewest amount of days so that i have the most amount of days off to do what i want what do you want that's yeah, what yeah. i would prefer and then that's exactly what touring does for me is the rest of the year i can do whatever i want and i love touring and i love working with this band specifically and everyone i'm around is amazing so i got the yeah they're great both worlds yeah do you awesome. um do you now do you party on the road? Are you like, yeah, now I do. Yeah. I started drinking and smoking weed like You're like last week, one, no, <laughs> like a month before I met them and got the job. And then I was out on the road. And oh, so you went, you were like immediately went into, we jumped into smoking and drinking. I mean, and everything else and everything else. Oh man. Do you guys, um, <laughs> I mean, we don't do everything else, but I've done no. anything I've done has, has been most on the road. Has, most of it has been on the road. Some yeah. been other places. But really, I mean, uh, like everyone around basically just smokes weed and drinks. And drinks. Yeah, that makes sense. But like anytime you're in a situation like that, I imagine that other things come up. Is At least like people come to yeah. show and they're like, fucking. Yeah. I mean, the amount of like times that people and I'm no one. And I don't think that I give off the vibe of I definitely give off vibes of certain things. I don't yeah. think me on stage is like. <laughs> I want to do some fucking blow. <laughs> and, but people will be like, hey, after shows, just try to be like, like it's like they think that you'll think they're cool. Right. Well, being I mean, like, if they've already done 
blow, then it's of course in their head that you. Well, well they're like everyone's gonna think to I'm cool. Blow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't think I don't. I don't even want to fucking drink. That's a hard thing. Is like, when, like an obligation that you have to like hang out. When you're on the road, do you ever go and do you drive from show to show, or do you? Yeah, only well, do I do. Um, I've been flying a lot more this year. I the last. Um, two or three summers I did like full like two to three months on the road so I just like go out and I stay out um, and I yeah. like do my weekends but I'll stack with like one nighters in small towns um, which in my opinion are, like those are so fun yeah because also when you go at least, like for comedy when you go into small towns where they don't have because I like to try to find places that there aren't shows and just find a bar oh, right yeah and they're so appreciative you bring people out they've never seen live and they're like holy <laughs> shit this and they're like just so thankful and i like that but people want to bond with you after shows yeah and they're like let's rage and it's like i gotta get up at six in the morning and get back on the road right and your stuff's very personal too and so they think they know you a bit yeah and, i mean and for for music the way we talk about it always is because even with like friends or people that we know in other places that come out to hang out um, and are coming out to the show, this is their big night for, at the very least, the week, if not the month, if not the last six months. Yeah, this they're like, I've been waiting for this. big night out. And for us, it's like, well, this is another day at work. This and is we have Tuesday. To do this again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it, is that... But I also think with... I mean, I know it's something with comedians, but for sure with musicians, especially any type of like fun music. Mm -hmm. I think people just think like, Oh, rock stars. Like there's yeah. this, this like cartoonish eighties idea of right. guys fucking go hard every night. Been fucking, you know, fuck chicks. Yeah. Sometimes you don't live up to the other people's like standards of what they think you should be doing. They come on, hang out backstage and we're like, just hanging out in, in sweats, having a few drinks together. We're like, we're exhausted. Like, We've been oh, on the road for like a three bunch of weeks. Fat dads. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have our nights, and we have our nights where you just get exhausted eventually. Especially in the summer, it's hot oh, yeah, everywhere. It's so hot. It's, you, you haven't seen home in a while. Uh, you're living with eight other people on a bus. You know, Yay! It's, it's tiring. <laughs> yeah. Do you, um when you started going on the road? Do you get, like crazy girls being like, oh my god? Do you get like hot girls everywhere you go? Not everywhere. Or, uh, or okay girls in some places. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hot for the area girls. You've, you've been around this country. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Did you get... Oh, was there like sometimes. an uptick in ladies being like, oh my God. Well, there was for me once I started drinking in general because I think that comes along with it. I was a oh, you're shyer like, Oh, it made you more social? Kid. It made me... Yeah, it made me more social in general. That's... Um, where I was very, yeah, I was quiet when I was younger, unless I was around, like, my friends. Really? Yeah, around my friends, I would talk and be fairly social and active. And then you were just, like, a weird, quiet kid? Are yeah. you still like that a little? A little bit here and there. Yeah? Um, yeah. Yeah, someone just called me. Someone from, I was at the comedy store. Uh, I was hanging out in the, the backstage of the main room because uh, Sam Tripoli, I was working with him on his show. Yeah, yeah. And I was just hanging out because I was working and helping him. And so I was quiet. I wasn't talking over comics or trying to jump into these conversations. Like, notice me. With these big comics. And, and one of them called me quiet. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to be polite. I'm polite. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you're not annoying like the rest like, of these people. Weird. What's your deal? <laughs> That's such a weird thing like, with right. quiet. Everyone thinks I'm weird. <laughs> I guess I did just think you were like Tony's quiet friend, which is... 
but I'm never around anyway. So it took me a while to realize that Tony wasn't that quiet. Yeah, I was like, Tony's, I guess. So I was like, there's Tony, hunch over his computer at four in the morning, yeah. <laughs> animating on a deadline. Hi, Tony. Tony's either silent or very, very talkative. Yeah, it's just drunk. He's drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Tony. I think also I just like would come home and just dump on Tony. He's just out here and I'm like, he's so quiet but really it's just me not shutting the fuck up yeah, <laughs> like tony let me tell you what's going on in my life tony he's, mainly cries on the inside he's, he's like too working. polite to be like please stop talking <laughs> he's like i've been staring at my computer for 15 hours yeah he's like i just it's eating me alive oh yeah because i just didn't i didn't know you until i guess recently when you helped me edit that thing yeah and i was like oh cool dude cool Thanks. dude you're not weird it. after all. <laughs> I made it to cool dude. Well, that's such a weird Finally. a weird thing that <laughs> I guess everyone does, but I do it with quiet people all the time, which isn't fair cuz I saw you dump water out of your mouth. Um you guys <laughs> you did, you missed it. It was great. Um it was the coolest thing I've done all day. I do this thing where when people are quiet, I just think they're mean. Really? Which isn't fair and also yeah. Someone as talkative as me should not be projecting qualities onto others because it's like, oh, I'm just a barrel of annoying. And I'm like, they seem mean. Yeah, it's a weird one to project onto someone. Yeah, for... I think it's I think I just think everyone's mean unless they're really nice yeah. to me sometimes. I just I I don't anymore. I guess I was more of like a like early 20s, though. I'd be like, mm, what are you like an asshole if someone was quiet? <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, usually they're really nice. Like, no, just crippling. Uh... I'm just terrified. <laughs> Um, okay, so having been a Sublime fan, when you like started going around with Sublime with Rome, um, are there songs that you've gotten like sick of? Surprisingly enough, not really. Really? I, I thought for sure I'd be just terribly sick of the music, um, but... It's hard to... I, I enjoy it enough where i It's like, like happy music. Yeah. I mean, I'm over it. I'm not like, oh man, you know, I'm this fuck song. Yeah. But, but it's never like we've been on tour with bands where no one wants to hear the band. Or, like everyone kind of goes and yeah, hides. they're like, we don't. Are you listening, like, Abba? We like <laughs> we like the people, but we don't need to hear we the hate. music, <laughs> which happens. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. But. And even some of the ones you do like, you're like, all right, I'm kind of over listening to this every night. And then there's bands that everyone is out there on the stage like, oh, I can't wait to hear them play again. You know, we've we've been out on tour with various bands that everyone's excited for. Um, What's your favorite song? Of Sublime? Yeah. Uh, You don't have one? I don't. You don't have have to have one. I don't have a favorite anything. I don't think I ever had one. Um, That makes sense. Um, Okay. Let's talk about road life. Do you... Do you have like super crazy? Have you ever done anything super crazy on the road? Have you gone to jail? Have you had to bail anyone out of jail? <laughs> I've gotten. There's been multiple times people have been close to going to jail. Do you uh, have to do a lot of? Because um, you're the level headed one. Do you have to do a lot of like smooth talking? Yeah, I've done, when like people get too rowdy. <laughs> I I'm different with the way I will interact with a cop um, when I'm on tour versus not on tour oh when you're not on tour we'd be like, like fuck I, you cop no on tour I'll be like fuck you cop I've oh. like shoved cops from trying to get on stage I've uh oh, wow. held them from trying to come on our bus we've been you've held cops from coming cities. on there was one time I was really drunk and there was a cop <laughs> trying to come on the bus in Austin 
and something had happened that I wasn't even a part of, and I didn't even know what was going on. I just knew that the cops were coming. And so like, you go answer the door. And I went and answered the door, and just drunkenly, the cops were like, who are you? And I was like, I'm Eric. And <laughs> I'm Eric. And everyone made fun of me about it for like months. <laughs> they're, they're like, I'm Eric. Don't, I don't think that's what they were asking. You just answered it like they expected, like I expected them to know. Who are you? I'm Eric. <laughs> I'm Eric, and I am very drunk. What do you guys I own this bus, and I'm going to drive it <laughs> yeah. out of here. <laughs> they were looking for someone and I got them to go away uh, but yeah I mean there's been there's been various just random run-ins uh, craziest thing I don't know um, that's always hard people have different, different levels of like what's of what crazy. crazy is yeah um, let's see. I don't know. One of the funniest things I think that happened to me was I went up to my room, my hotel room. We were, uh, <laughs> I thought you meant on a bus, my no, room, which is just a bed. <laughs> it's a bunk. Uh, <laughs> can you be quiet up there? I'm the trying to bunk, sleep. So, um, <laughs> uh, you seem uh, like you would be like, I call top bunk. I don't call top bunk. I'm just one of the people who is like able to do it. Just I'm the kid, the same kid who got pushed into the middle seat. They're like, you fit here. Like, oh, I'm like, yes, I, get I it. do. It's fine. And you're just like, and fine. I ride on the, the bus with the, the band, so they get first choice. Anyways. I mean, yeah, it's um, not like, I'm not like, like fuck bullying you, the band. <laughs> I make the rules around I realize here. this is your band, but still. Uh, like, we get no. abused by our road manager. I don't mind. I sleep, I sleep in that bunk fine. I've been doing it for years. But I was in, I went back to my hotel room uh, drunk and... I I slept walk when I was a kid. It was something I did for a bit, but I hadn't done it in a long time. Oh, and wow. I started sleepwalking, and I walked out of my room. I was just in my underwear. And Hot. I walked out of my door. My door closed. And then I walked out so you're the fire out. exit. <laughs> no. <laughs> and set off the fire alarm. So wait. And then I was like, oh shit. And like that woke me up. And I was like, where where am I? And like realized. And I was like trying to open my door. I was like, <sighs> and so I had to go downstairs to the lobby to the people I had just passed drunk. Like, and an like hour there's no earlier. way there's no way they're, they're going to believe that this and was, was just, just sleepwalking. Like, I'm uh, locked out of my room and I think I set off the fire alarm. I was like, can you? <laughs> and they're just, they just gave me a they're key. Like, God fucking damn it. And I went back. That was embarrassing. Um, At least you weren't fully nude. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I didn't. I wasn't sleeping nude that night. D- is that people sleep <laughs> nude? I spend a lot of time naked in hotel rooms. Um, how is how long have you been doing comedy? Like stand up comedy. Stand up, I've been doing about three and a half years consistently. Yeah, I, I limped in a couple times when I was younger and did it for like a week here and a week there. But like for the last uh, three and a half years, but you've the last been like three and a half years. Yeah, I've been do you start doing that out here? Yeah. How long uh, have you Orange lived? County. Okay. Orange County. Oh, they have a whole scene. It's a whole thing. Um, yeah, there's. I started with, or I started a little bit after a lot of the Orange County comics who moved up here in the last couple years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's a good scene. There's like a lot of funny people coming out of Orange yeah. County. Um, bah, bah, bah. How do you find balancing comedy with going on the road and stuff? It's. It took me a little bit, and that was one of the reasons I waited for a little bit to do it. I, I had started, and I was like, fuck, I'm out of town so much, and I'm just going to, every single time I go do stand-up, it's going to be like the first time again. People are going to be like, oh, are again. you new? Yeah. For, for even the first 
probably two years or so that I was doing it out here, every time I'd come back from a long tour, people are like, oh, I thought you just stopped doing this. And I'm like, no, I've been doing it on the road, actually. So that's how I figured out how to do it. I just became a road comic at four months in. Oh, you're like, I'll just go up wherever I, go up I am. Every single place. I, uh, I ask for guest spots on shows. I Good for you. Feature spots. I'll headline a show. If Did you do it too early in some places? Were you like, I'll feature? And then you're like, I have five minutes. I guess, yeah. I mean, <laughs> most everywhere. One of the first big shows I did was uh, Godfrey was head- headlining Tampa Improv. And Fuck you, Tampa Improv. Couple... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Sore subject. Uh, um, but I'll come back if you want me. a couple friends, I got a guest spot on the show. So it was just a guest spot. I did, I did seven or eight minutes or whatever. That's um, so great. And, yeah, but sold out. Sold out crowd. Show. That's amazing. And, no, I did well. That's, like, way better than doing, like, open fine. mics in one city, is that but you're yeah, just exactly. jumping on. Um, good for you also for just... I got to I got to cold open for Mike Epps uh, at the Irvine what? Improv because our old security guard is his security guard and I was like, hey, come down to the show. And That's I thought I was just so going funny. down to hang out and he's like, hey, you ready to work? And I was like, what? And he's hey. like, I, I think uh, I think Mike's gonna let you do some time. And then talk. he's like, Mike needs a road manager. I was like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's actually one of the goals. If uh, if anyone needs a road manager and a feature act, listen. The minute I can afford a road manager, I would hire you immediately, and you can feature I know, for but me. See, you save on one of the two. Wait, wait. How much? Never mind. <laughs> I'm literally like, wait, like, how much should I have to pay I make you? More as a road manager than um, most comics make is. Uh, I oh, I'm sure you make like pretty decent living, right? Yeah, I make decent money now. I so mean, it's, I started out really cheap and worked my way up but yeah so wait are you like officially a road manager or are you still yeah. like okay so you've taken over more responsibility yeah exactly i just uh i the way i got back out to california was about a week or so into our first tour uh the manager decided that he really liked me and wanted me to come work as his personal assistant at home and he hey, Daddy. asked me to just come yeah, I, were you kind of bummed I was, though? I went and moved in with him in, in Newport. <laughs> he gave me a room in a multi-million-dollar house. I was stoked. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> Wait, but the, were you doing that instead of road manager or doing stuff with Sublime Throne? No, no doing... I bounced back and forth. Oh, okay, so it was like when you're in town. Yeah, I bounced back and forth, and uh, and then he gave me the option after doing that for about six months of do you want to go out on the road or do you want to stay in the office because it's like you're going to learn one or the other. Okay, so like, he's like, you're good go at both. I road. want you to do, like, I want you to lean into one. Yeah, kind I of. was like, I want to go back out on the road. You knew that? You're like, because... Oh, I answered immediately. Oh, I mean, because you're like, as much as I love hanging out with you in your office, sir. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he comes out on the road a lot and, and everything. He's a... Uh, like, he's amazing. He's one of my mentors as far as everything goes. That's amazing. Um, so it wasn't a, like... Like, you're going to leave me. It was like, no, I trust you to take care of the band and do what I think is right because I've been around him so much. Aww. And so that's the way, it, that's why I got the road manager title, which is not a common title in most bands. Like, most organizations have a tour manager, maybe a production manager, um, a production assistant, and stuff in there. Yeah, I don't and know. And they gave me a road manager position while we would still have a tour manager because. They're like, well, you do way more, and I don't answer to anyone else other than management. Like, and especially the not the cops. Yeah, especially not the cops. <laughs> I'm Eric. <laughs> Fuck the cops. No, um. <laughs> um, so long term, is that like, 
Is this something you see yourself doing for... I'll probably do this until I can make a living off of stand-up or... Is that like, do you think like you would wait till you have an offer for something like it's a real comfortable living? Or do you think the minute you're like, I can squeak by on stand-up, I'm out of here. If I can squeak by, I might try and find a way to To do both. Which, I mean, I went on a... A month and a uh, yeah, month tour with Olivia Grace last winter. So you just do that like just, in your off time? Yeah, I was off for I had almost it was the most time I've had off in eight years. But we had almost seven months off. We we had because the band was doing a new record, so that's when we get a lot of time off. Were you like, does what do you do in that time? Are you just like I guess I don't get make money right now? Uh, yeah, Is I mean that? I'll do some freelance work. Uh, Tony and I. I'll, we'll pick up some freelance cartoons for you guys. They do great and, animations. I will never stop promoting <laughs> you guys. Sometimes I'm afraid that Tony's going to be like, please stop tagging me in these weird Facebook posts. Yeah. That I'm like, I don't know what their budget is, but he's great. Yeah. And, and half of the time it's me being like, Hey Tony, can you pull this off? Cause I can't. <laughs> You're like, sure. I'm on it. Tony, do you know how to do this? Right. There was, I've taken a couple like, uh, graphic design jobs where I'm like I'm fairly certain I can do this but I've asked Tony I was like if I get stuck uh, can I pay you can to you help? and he's like yeah and and he's always there to help like because I want to make sure it looks as good as what they're paying me for I don't ever want to <laughs> underperform on anything I do I feel you I've been doing graphic design work video editing uh, all of that sort of stuff since I was a kid. Because when I was like 15 and we started making cartoons, we didn't have anyone like, this to help us. We great for someone who's afraid to talk to people. Yeah. I'll just make cartoons. I just hid in, I hid in my room at my parents' house making cartoons and uh, filming stuff with friends. I wasn't by myself. <laughs> okay. It was, it I just was, got so sad. No, it was me and like three of my best friends. We were, <sighs> we had fun. We would do that and play video games and run around and just like, and be boys. Blast. And they all, they all drank and a couple D- of them smoked and stuff. Did they do normal shit now? I didn't. Uh, one of them is, is an animator still. Okay. Uh, the other ones. Yeah. They got into like, they sold out they, and got nine to five. They, they got kept- bitches pregnant and got <laughs> married. I'm sorry, some I called your wife things, a bitch, Charles. All those things. But yeah, some of them moved in that direction. They still like dip their toes in certain things. But I was, I was the one. I had to realize that I was the one just pushing every everyone to do the thing I wanted to do, and that's why it became such a struggle. And oh, because it was like not everyone was as into it. Yeah, as you, and you're like, I just want us all to do our best. Right, I'm just forcing you guys to do this thing that I think we should all do. Well, that's what it's hard to do anything with. I mean groups this is that just sounds so sad it's hard to do like stuff with other people when you're really passionate and maybe they're not yeah, it's kind of like why i like stand up more than other forms of comedy is i'm exactly. off to like worry about someone else and and i think going I through, just, or me letting someone else down right and that's a big thing for me is that's always been that's always been a problem and an issue for me is letting other people down which is partly why i am good at what my job is is because cuz you like you know you can the, do that the band's manager even said to me before i he thought I was ready to to move up into like a tour manager position or really take care of things. Like we would have a tour manager that that we'd end up having to fire who didn't do well and whatnot. And, and he he's like, I know that you would do better than them because I know that you will stay out wherever you need to be. You will figure it out somehow. He's like, I know it. you're so afraid to let us down uh, yeah, that like, you will let you us will, down. You will figure it out. Somehow, You'll crumble under you your know. own self-pressure, but you I've, won't let us down. Right. We've never missed a show. There was one show we were flying to 
Mobile, Alabama, or Mobile, Mobile. Mobile. How dare you, uh, <laughs> my fans in Mobile, Mobile, Do they Alabama, have Internet in Mobile. I don't I, know from another show. I forget what where the other show was. Birmingham, but, probably not. No, it was somewhere further away. Um, of course. But we were flying out there, and the crew was flying on an earlier flight, and I flew on an afternoon flight with the band, and the cruise flight got turned around in the air and they had to go back and they weren't going to make the show. It was just what? me and the band, not one other. We had no tax, no nothing. And I don't know how to do any of that stuff. Oh, no. But, you know, we got our text to like call the local people and they gave them the lowdown of what they need to do and this and that. And I just ran around. I hadn't slept uh, you and were I just, just ran around and made sure things happened. Like, we didn't have drumsticks. I had to go ask other band for drumsticks. Like, we this, had nothing. Oh, my uh, God. all of our gear was also with the crew. That's a nightmare. And, yeah, and that was awful. But, you know, we had a show. It happened. But you handled it because you're, <laughs> you're Eric. <laughs> <laughs> um, holy shit. Do you think all the um, road managing you've done for a band better equips you for being on the road for stand-up? I think so. And I think music is always ahead of stand-up as far as business-wise, too. You do? Yeah. I think music is always ahead of the rest of entertainment, uh, especially in the digital world, because I think music was the first thing Napster came about, and you could download songs just and gonna all that I'm just going to be like, oh, stuff. yeah, like Napster, like kidding, but, but for real? No, mu- <laughs> music is the smallest... Um, it's sort of file size and whatnot. So back before we had faster internet and could download movies and download TV. Yeah, and when it's just like you're stand-up. trying to download like naked pictures on AOL. Could, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, okay, so porn's ahead of the industry. And well. also, no. <laughs> porn's some either music. way ahead of the industry or way behind. Who knows? It's it started uh, ahead and now it's just fully. But behind. I don't know. Music has has had to deal with the problems of the digital age first. That's and true. So they've gotten they've ahead adapted of everyone. Yeah. And so being around it, I've gotten to learn that side. And that has definitely been helpful. Do you also feel like, um, do you see any of the financial handling of stuff as far as like records and like? Yeah, I, have to, I help with budgets and so, flights and hotels and that sort of fun stuff. So like... As an artist, do you see any, I'm trying to think of a more professional word than fuckery. <laughs> no, to... fuckery is right sometimes. We're like, like with the, yeah, like, I've seen fuck, with the I've music seen industry them. trying to be like, just take advantage of a band and be like, yeah, we'll make this album for you and then take all of the oh, money there's, or like. There's definitely all sorts of stuff like that. I haven't had to personally deal with much of that, but I, uh, I was around with watching the the band's manager is really really fucking good with contracts and all that sort of stuff so i've watched and and listened to him and whatnot but like 360 deals were the big thing to take advantage of artists for a while which were like hey we get a piece of everything you do yeah for no reason yeah just because Uh, we do and you signed this those started those have started to go away and started to be readjusted because now the well there's so much labels need the bands more, a lot than, they more need. than they need them for, for a lot of parts. It just depends on what your aim is and what you want to do and what kind of band you are. Yeah, and it's like depends on what the record label is, I guess, and what they can actually do for you versus where you're already at because there's so many independent outlets now. Like there's so yeah. there's ways to get out there, but then also because of that, there's saturation. But it's not like right. you're like, I'm going on the 
the road with this new band, Sublime with Rome. <laughs> There's, it's it's in different sound, you know. Right. So yeah, you are. We, we have a great. Uh, yeah, you also came in legacy. to a band that has like a legacy and. Yeah, and I mean they have a massive legacy. We've been all over the world, and it's insane to be just. We were in Japan a few months ago. How was that? A couple months ago. Great. The best? The band's first time in Japan, and we did two shows, and they were both sold out. One was a festival that was sold out, and one was a club, and both were packed, and the kids were going crazy. Had you? The kids were going crazy. It was kids. Uh, they're kids <laughs> to me now. I mean, they're early 20s. So. Yeah, that is like literal children to me now. Um, was that your first time in Japan? Third. Third? Technically. Well, okay, so the first time I don't count, someone told me they count. We did an Air Force base. You in, can't not count Japan. We did, we did Okinawa? a U.S. Air Force base in Misawa, Japan, oh. up north. And that was it? You didn't get to explore? And I, yeah, we flew into Tokyo and then got on another plane into Misawa. I didn't get so to like see I might as well have been anywhere. Japan, just, yeah. Okay. And on the Air Force base, it feels more like a prison camp than it does. Air Force bases are they're uh, just so ugly and boring. Yeah, and every, you're a man, so it's not like a bunch of people. I mean, for me, it's like swimming through a field of dicks, which I will never suck. But That's what it's, it was like for me, too. I was <laughs> swimming through a sea, it's still a sea of dicks. Uh, but it's just like, no! Yeah. Uh, so I it wasn't just like... just go get drunk with them without being as worried. Yeah. As as. It's a constant... Oh, I need I, a security guard. I did that, and then we did... A couple Air Force bases in South Korea, and Rome and I rerouted our ticket and went to Tokyo and went and just hung out hung and out like there for a week. Hit on hot uh, Asian girls. You're Jewish. You have no, a fetish for Asian women. No, I don't. And and, <laughs> and we didn't do uh, we didn't do that. We got he was. He had just found out that uh, he was going to be a dad. Yeah, I was like, wait, but, I'm not trying to like <laughs> bust him out. He's got like a family. And I'm like, you guys fuck a bunch of Asian no, girls? I mean, I didn't even really. <laughs> we were very, very drunk out there. You can drink on the streets. But so you were just like we were just two around. dude bros having fun in Japan. Yeah. And his uncle was living out there. Um, he, had, he had moved out <laughs> really? there from San Diego. Yeah. He, he works uh, as a co- private contractor on like some of the Air Force bases and this and that. I don't know and why I laughed. I was like, really? He, when my I, <laughs> no, my mom was, lives in Asia yeah, too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing similar type stuff. Right? Yeah, she like works for the government in yeah. South Korea. And I'm like, well, that's so crazy. It was that sort of thing. He's there on like a five-year contract or something like that. So it was really cool because Rome got to go celebrate with his uncle also. Like, hey, I'm about to be a dad. And, um, so we just went and fucking celebrated for a week and... How long has he been a dad? Tokyo, uh, just over a year now. Yeah, I did which that. his son got to celebrate his first birthday in Tokyo. <gasps> really? This, uh, yeah, in May when we were there. Oh my god, that's so cute. I have questions about that, but um, about just how that changes the dynamics. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, okay. Wait, this is okay. So Japan is supposedly I've never been to Tokyo or any part mm. of Japan, but in my head, it's like a really cute city. Like, there's lots of cute things, like little... I there literally just think of Sanrio surprises. Did you guys go to, like, kitten cafes? <laughs> no, we didn't any of the kitten cafes. I just said, like, did you guys do, like, really cute shit? <laughs> Not really. I wanted to go do some of that. I mean, we went and walked through um, some of the big uh, parks and saw some of the shrines and that sort of stuff. Which, you did, like, manly which stuff. Is, you're like, let's go look at shrines. <laughs> yeah. I think it that's like, hey, let's have some and beers and go look at a shrine. <laughs> yeah, we did. It was kind of more like, let's get drunk and walk through this park. That's the they. It's crazy because you'll be walking in these giant mega cities that are like New York City Times on 10. steroids. Yeah. yeah. And going between one 
part of the of Tokyo and the next all of a sudden you're in this giant huge park that is like a, has zen gardens and has temples and has just like really it, they're massive and it's I want to go to Japan yeah. it was uh it was definitely like oh wow we're somewhere else in the world yeah um, best food I've had anywhere what did you eat a lot of seafood a lot of seafood it was uh we went to a pizza spot that someone told us about you have to make reservations only like the guy makes like 30 pizzas a day. It, That's it's it? It's like open for like two hours. Was it delicious? And it was the best pizza I've Or was ever it had. just, so it wasn't no, just hype, it was pizza. so good? Yeah, it was amazing. Japan has good pizza. If I yeah. ever go to Japan, I want to know where that they, is. And I, I think they just, uh, they care about everything they do. So like everything they do is is done well. Yeah, because. transportation's it, great. Everything's clean. It's like we don't want shame on our culture. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Is that your, that's your favorite place you've ever been? Yeah, that's the most fun I've had anywhere. What's. Can you do like top three? Um, there, because uh, I think like you've been so many of places. Australia. I've never which, been to Australia. Australia and Japan were the two places. Like as a kid, I really wanted to go to. So I want to go really to the Melbourne there. Comedy Festival so and bad. I got to do stand up in in Melbourne. Um, yeah. last time I was there, I, I, and that was fun. Yeah, it was just before their comedy festival. So and did you do well there? And yeah, it went over pretty well. I imagine it would. It wasn't. I th- I thought it'd be a little weird. I did New Zealand before that, and that was, I did a very drunken set at a bar on a <laughs> open mic night for music. Oh um, wow! They must have loved you. They, yeah the uh, the bar knew the band and was a fan, so they they let me go. They're up. like, I guess I'll just let this go. They let me go up at the best time, and they let me do thirty minutes. Oh my god! Had you ever <laughs> done thirty minutes before? Uh, one time drunkenly in a bar, I did fifty five because the host was really really drunk. And didn't like, never, forgot and never to lit me, and I was laughing. The host was just like hitting and on so someone I in the just corner. Started drunkenly yelling at people at the bar and talking to them. The host passed me several times, and I I mentioned that he wasn't going to light me and doesn't even know what's going on anymore. Several times. <laughs> That's <laughs> and amazing. And I told them I was like, I'm not giving up this mic until he lights until me. until he lights me. <laughs> and everyone else is like, What the fuck? And I was like, Can you leave? Can I, you? There's like four people in the bar. I was just talking like, to them. The, we, it's just the staff. Really, They're like, just We're hurting myself. <laughs> How much time? Um, but that was the first time I like kind of did a real thirty. I guess was it like all material? How much? Like how much Most time could you do of material? I can do over thirty with yeah. material. Not all of it's gonna be good. But um, like you've like been able to build that doing guest spots and everything on the road. Yeah, yeah. On the road, I've gotten a lot more time and I've gotten to really test enough out where I've yeah. Well, there's also like, stuff that like going so many different places, you can figure out what works everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, versus some mean, stuff works better in different places. If I have to, I can just go into some random story of some city that we've been in that some some drug yeah. in, infused story. So you or just whatever, have. If I so need you can always to. be like, anyway, we were doing shrooms in yeah. New Zealand. Have you ever have you done shrooms? <laughs> I've done shrooms a few times. Do you love them? I do. They're fun. Uh, they're my favorite. Often, I'm such a like. I'm such a, a creep for shrooms. I'm like, <laughs> do you like them? Have you ever done them really uh, anywhere? abroad uh I did anywhere just like abroad. exceptionally cool I did acid visually Argentina i mean once. oh what um, visually cool we uh one of our techs had been working for devo just before our tour and someone gave them like a bag of shrooms and like a whole bunch of acid like a, a, just some random fan or something i think god so came with us for a summer and um there was a day off in 
man, where was it? Somewhere in Minnesota, maybe. We were oh, wow. staying at an Indian casino. And oh, the, God. the manager I've probably been fucked with that casino. And the wife what? of the Indian casino took us out on their boat. And they did not know that, that you were most all of gonna us do done shrooms and acid <laughs> and were drinking. You did so both just, and you were drinking? We're out in the middle of the ocean and it's beautiful. It's like the it's ocean site. And <laughs> we're fishing and stuff, and someone had handed me a fishing pole that they had it was like split in half. And I was like getting wrapped up in wire trying to <laughs> fix the fishing pole. And my buddy, who's who's older and been touring a lot longer, just he's like, you're a mess. And I just started dying laughing. <laughs> and he's like, sit down so you don't fall off the boat. Sit and I sat down. down. You're just like then, wrapped up in fishing and wire? And I'm just crying on the bottom of the boat in laughter. Like, uh, it's so fun. Shroom laughter is the best. And then he he informed our uh, hosts of, <laughs> of what, what was happening. He, he doesn't tell them about everyone. They're like, sorry. Eric's a drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which just made me laugh harder. And Oh, um, my God. Being on a boat, uh, yeah, it was fun. Out it didn't get scary? Oh, I guess you just, like, look around and see water everywhere? Yeah, I've never gotten scared on, a, on any of the drugs because I've been with enough friends and people that I trust, and I'm like, everyone is just having fun. Yeah, well, I've never had a bad trip. I just hear people... I mean, I've, I've done shrooms, like, literally three times, and that's it, so I need to calm down, but... Yeah, um, I, mean, I haven't done them a ton of times. It's like, I don't know, probably more than five, less than ten. Okay, yeah. It's oh, I mean, if you're with good people, I just need to be somewhere not too stimulating. Yeah. And then with people I love. And then, of course, as soon as shrooms kick in, I just, I'm like, I love all of us. <laughs> right. We all love each other. I love myself. And we're all, I'm you and you're me. And so it's like, <laughs> shut up, fucking hippie. The, um, the times I've done them with friends around it usually just turns into ongoing jokes of just a joke that gets ramped up more and more and more and more oh my god and just beaten to death and it stays funny that's so funny i get like real spiritual on shrooms i think yeah. i only want to do them alone in the desert because i get all like <laughs> channeling the universe I've never done that side it's really stupid yeah um but i love it <laughs> um you ever fall in love on the road uh, like have some sort of romantic like I think I love this girl but I've you're had, going away I've had a few times where we're definitely like different stuff like that has happened and there was one girl I started dating from the road it yeah was a, it was a long distance relationship that went on for a lot longer than it probably should have <laughs> like too long <laughs> and How- it ended in flames of glory uh, oh no, it was it was fine. I have, a, I have a whole bunch of jokes from it now. Um, yeah, I mean, that's my favorite part of relationships yeah. is when you're like, ah, this new 10, 20, 30 minutes. Right. I have an hour. Oh, God. Heartbreak is beautiful. Um, I was young on the road still. It was like my, I think I was in my second year. Yeah. Out. Are you, um, I feel like it's different for guys because I feel like guys are also just like, yeah, yeah pussy. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it's different. Uh, I mean, we've toured with, multiple girls uh, in our group too so i've watched both sides but oh, it is shit. definitely different the way it works yeah um but i have watched both sides and we've yeah so we've toured around with enough, enough ladies females with you ever you ever get into in, get into a thing with someone you're touring with i haven't no no um because here's like i sometimes think i'll be somewhere on the road I don't like hook up with people when I'm just on the road for a weekend, but if I'm in a city for a while, cause I've gone and been like, 
in New York or yeah. like over the summer I'll like make Chicago my hub in right. and out You'll on weekends somewhere for a week or week where like I think I'm really into someone and sometimes I th- I think that I'm just broken in a way where it like I romanticize it because it'll never work and I'm like right. this is the one and it's whatever yeah. what is this well, the therapy thing for me, <laughs> it's partly isn't it for, yeah. <laughs> for, this, for me I think it's I, I realized that uh you're getting a different version of me out on the road because I'm away from home and just yeah. in a different, I'm in a different environment every day and my life is just different. It's different for anyone. You're, yeah. The way you live on the road and the way you live at home yeah. are never going to be the exact same. That wouldn't make sense. But I'm going to different girls' homes, so they're just at home. Like, this but is who meeting, they are. But they're meeting me. You're like you're getting the highlight reel um, of me. Yeah, exactly. Like at home, I'm like I'll Just try like, and explain to people. Like, far- I'm farting and I'm worried. And <laughs> yeah, and I'm and at home at my I'm a workaholic. And and then I go out and do stand up. Like I'm like, I don't have a lot of time. Like I don't party like this. Yeah, I, I don't yell at cops at home. No, I try to stay away from them at home. <laughs> I feel like I have some sort of extra power out on tour because i just get in the mindset of like protect the band type thing of like protect everything you're make like sure a, everything's fine you're the mama bear of Sublime with <laughs> don't touch my babies <laughs> that's funny um so do you think with uh comedy do you have specific career goals with that like would you want to be a touring comic do you want to do you just yeah, want to do be a touring comic yeah, I, I like stand up over everything else. Like I love writing and I've been doing it longer and I might be more competent as a script writer at the moment. But but I'm not sure. I think honestly, I think stand up I've gotten better at quicker than most things. Yeah. And it I think it is just because I'm like, oh, I love this. Because this you love it. So I, much fun. I get it. So yeah. stand up for me is always, it's a, a big like. I mean, I hear some people talk about, like, oh, people need to stop trying stand-up, like, comics in town. And I'm like, no, I think if you think you want to try it and you live somewhere, especially where there's open mics, like, 100% try it. Yeah. I don't know why you'd keep doing it if you don't love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, like, the amount of That's people... I don't know if, like, you hear this in your circle of friends and or, like, the comedians you're around regularly. Some people are like, I want to quit all the time. And I don't relate to that at yeah, all. They talk about it on stage. Like almost every time. day. Like they say it like everyone relates. And I've never wanted to quit. No. No, I've had terrible nights. I've had nights that I've. Like I want to die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not in a great mood. I'm pretty pissed at the world I'm or whatever. I'm sad that it didn't go the way I wanted. I'm waiting for three hours. You know, I have all yeah. that sort of stuff, but none of it makes me actually want to quit comedy. All of it makes me be like, okay, I need to get better at this yes. so I can go do better shows. Yeah, I'm always like when people are like, I just like, I think about quitting all the time. I just want to be like, you should quit. Yeah. Like find something you don't want to quit. There's a, it's a common thing amongst, um, writers and comedians older ones who like give out advice uh, you know if it's uh if they're doing interviews or podcasts or whatever and i always hear them say it and they always go it's like what's your advice to the young kids and it's like go do something else go be a doctor go be <laughs> something that matters go help people blah 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 and i've always looked at it as they are doing uh, the right thing by saying that because anyone that they persuade to go do something else, they are saving. Yes. And everyone else is going to keep doing the thing regardless. Yeah, I was of like, if you can do something. anything else and be happy, yeah, do, it. do it. I can't. Like, I, 
I cannot not do stand up. Yeah. It's probably a sickness. Um, do you have, um, are there comedians or a comedian whose career you like um, idolize in terms of like the ideal where you would like, if everything went the way it was, you know, like, yeah, there's a lot, but honestly, I've, my career path has been so fucking weird and random that I'm like, I don't, I can't follow anyone's. Yeah. You're just path. like taking it as it comes. There's, yeah. There's plenty of comics. That I'm like, Oh, that looks great. But I, but it has nothing to do with what I've actually done or where my where you path seem has to be gone. going. Yeah. yeah. When it's kind of silly too, because there since there's not a set path. Yeah. I think people sort of get in their own way by being like, I want to do it like that, and then it's like, well, it might not work out like that, and now you're gonna feel like a failure if you don't right. like meet these specific and, markers. And I mean, I started as as an online entertainer before that was a thing back before YouTube. take that youtube stars all that stuff like that's where and that was just the outlet i knew yeah it wasn't because i didn't want to go do the other stuff it was just like that's what i figured out first the like second or third cartoon we put out broke a hundred thousand views and all of a sudden it was like oh this is how old were you this is an outlet i was 16 we were like ah yeah. I'm famous on the it internet. Was, <laughs> no, I was like, I'm really tired. Me and my friend <laughs> stayed up until 1230 in the afternoon, posted up the thing, went to sleep and got up in a few hours. And it and, blew and up. a bunch of people have been watching it because there was a lot less people putting out. There was less content. There yeah. Was so much less. So it, was like, it wasn't like it was the most amazing thing. It was good A good thing that was of the things that were available. That existed. And, and for us, it was other... Our, fans were middle school and high school kids so it was kids around our age who yeah. were like oh shit you can do this and we accidentally i think inspired way too many people yeah you're uh, like no. we made a grave <laughs> error please stop there's there's plenty of things that that we did back then and whatnot where i'm like i hate all the stuff that's come from this <laughs> do, do you ever did you ever get like uh do animators get groupies did you get like we had a very, very few. I just feel like every groupie for an animator is like a girl whose bangs are too short and she's wearing like a lot of black. <laughs> and she's like, I love your cartoons. Um, that's such an interesting skill that I think is so... I think it's so unique when people are good at that stuff, but... Not even a skill I have. Well, you, a skill I've been wait, around. Wait, so do you, <laughs> do you do animation that much, or you just do, like, graphic design and stuff? I know how to do it, like... Do you have when, the equipment? Do you want this weird animation set yeah. my mom sent me for Christmas that I have no need for? <laughs> sure. Uh, I do some. Like, I, I know how it all works. Um, when I'm working with Tony on a project or someone else or whatever, like, I can... I'll make the mouth move. I do the lip syncing, or I'll do, like... Uh, editing clips together and and whatnot in after effects or premiere and compositing and like some of that sort of stuff but like tony makes everything move and is the animator i mean he's so good at and it, it happens all the time like i'll end up in a meeting with people you guys get lumped in and together. i realize that they just think i'm an animator they're like they what, actually think i'm brought, tony <laughs> yeah they brought me in for and i'm like tony they were looking for you i was like i think i got you some more work it's <laughs> so funny when like, you guys thanks. work when you guys work together is it like so do you do a lot of, like the writing and he animates yeah. and like you like yeah, write together direct. we come up with ideas together okay. on what things should look like I'll pose and be like make him do this <laughs> and <laughs> and Tony's like oh cool I like that that's mm-hmm. such a funny thing that like that's work I've seen some of the stuff you guys are working on too and it's really funny don't get mad at Tony for showing me um, <clears throat> it's fine 
Um, We're working with some really, really good comedians right now. Yeah, I'm very excited for you guys. Um, Yeah, he showed me some shit, and I was like, fuck, this is great. Um, Let me see. Do I have other questions from anyone else? I feel like we talked about all this. Oh, so you mentioned sleeping on the top bunk and being like the middle seat kid. Can you... I, cause I'm like this and I don't know if it's a product from being on the road or if I'm just fucking weird. Can you fall asleep like anywhere? Yeah. I'm I feel pre- like I could sleep on a rock. I'm pretty good at <laughs> sleeping wherever. Yeah. Which is like <laughs> on tour. It's just called flat backing. Yeah. You're just like, I'm gonna go flat back. When planking like, became a thing, I was right, like, that's just, just how I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> just really tired. And there happened to be something to lay on. Um, but yeah, go to sleep on like, uh, on just like a road case, just lay down on it for yeah, five minutes. Because when I started touring eyes. for comedy, it was a lot of like gritty, like one night or self produced. So it's like, fucking, does anyone have a couch I can crash on? Can right. I sleep on your floor? And you're just like, no, no, I'll just sleep on this old bag of <laughs> cat litter. <laughs> that never happened, but I'm surprised. Oh, yeah. When I first started touring in my band, there was some nights where we'd go stay at someone's house and I'm like, I'll sleep in the van. I'll, uh, dibs on van. Just make sure, make sure it's safe. We'd always have, you, you have to have at least one person sleep in the van or you should to watch your van. And your oh stuff. yeah. That's smart. Um, not that I could do anything if someone, I'm Eric. And yeah. then they you <laughs> Don't rob me. I object. Like we toured with one band from the Midwest and like they carried a gun on them that they had pulled on someone when they tried and to your break band in their van. carried you and yeah and i was the second largest person in my band no. oh. uh, one of, our lead singer was a small little girl i she, mean it doesn't <laughs> I, but she was actually probably most protected she probably had mace or something i didn't have anything i would have i would have cried hey don't <laughs> I would have do stabbed that with my keys and yelled for help <laughs> <laughs> um that's so funny um, yeah, because I'll just take naps in my friends' houses now, and they'll be like, I'll be like, I'm just going to nap on their wood floor, and like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, naps are easy. I sleep on planes really good. I fucking conk out on planes immediately. Yeah, I fall asleep right as we're going down the runway about to take off. Yeah. As soon as And soon as I'm not glamorous about it. So, <laughs> lately, I'll, I'll try to, like, cover my face. Not even out of... It's not a courtesy or... A, I don't want someone to put a picture of me like on their Snapchat, like, because I fucking fall asleep, mouth open, probably drool. It's disgusting. The idea of that romantic idea of like, I was watching her while she slept. A terrifying, <laughs> but also like, I'm so gross. You're just yeah, be, like drool that... and farting, and it's like, why? Yeah, that's not. I just have heard that in romantic. like <laughs> country songs or something. It's honestly terrifying. Um, okay. Final thoughts. Anything you want to throw out there before you? I, uh, I don't I before don't know. plugs final thoughts <laughs> before I murder you. my final thoughts on what yeah um life in general I don't know I mean if someone Do what were- you love kids and if you say that you don't love it then fucking stop that's I think that's good <laughs> advice do you have if someone were going to like if they were interested in getting into like road managing a band yeah, I have no idea how anyone gets into any of this stuff. Mine was a fluke. and like, Don't ask me. I can't every, help you. Yeah, everyone always looks for a way in, but everyone I've talked to, it's been random, too. One of my friends uh, who we toured with for a while, he was going to college to be a psychologist, 
and a friend of his was like, hey, you play guitar, and there's this band that needs someone to drive their van around and help them out with guitars and this and that. You should go do it. It'll be a fun summer. Uh, that band was Red Hot Chili Peppers, and my friend went out with them and, uh, and then toured the world for 30 years. That's with, amazing. With other bands and playing guitar and band. Like, it completely changed his career his path, trajectory. His trajectory. And it was really what he should be doing. But it's like, and then there's friends who, there's people I tour with who, went out with their friend's band who was opening for a bigger band and they just went out and helped them for something as cheap as like $90 a week or nothing. And then they met the bigger band and the bigger band's like, hey, we need help. Will you come help us? And then then it spirals. And then the little band's like, no, our help. We can't afford anyone. uh, There's no no right way in. You just have to be doing stuff in the industry around it as yeah. much as you can and meet people and be good at whatever you are doing. And if you're doing something that you think is a menial job and something that's stupid, do it the best you absolutely <laughs> can because the people that you're working for don't think it's menial. Yeah. You mean a lot to they, someone there. <laughs> yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I don't care. You probably don't mean anything to anyone, but <laughs> you, <laughs> you should still make sure that you're, they're taken care of and don't be a fan. That was, that was something I was really good at. Uh, was like not was, like being like, <gasps> yeah. I, I, as a runner and whatnot, like worked around people I loved. I got to drive Henry Rollins around one day. and that was What? Like, I just came in my I pants. I was just driving him. I would die. And he introduced himself to me. I was like, I know, I know who you are. I'm like, But in my head, I didn't say anything. And I didn't try and take pictures with him. I didn't try and do any. I'm like that I, with comedians. I didn't do anything. And he just had a real conversation with me. And it was still like one of the best moments in my life. Where I was like, this was amazing. You got to have awesome. a, a conversation with Henry Rollins. And I, was, you're just telling me this at the end of the podcast. <laughs> and it was because I just was yeah, a human. I was just a human, and that's what that's what people forget. And that's what I even when we're out on tour and stuff, and I have to deal with drunk people at the bar who want to come up and bother the band while we're out drinking after a show or hanging out. I'm like, these are people. Address them like people. Yeah. Don't fucking go grab them by the arm. Don't put your arm around them and shove them into a picture. Don't treat them the Ew. way you, would, you wouldn't treat a stranger. Because yeah. they are a stranger to you. You do not know them. Yeah. And you're a stranger to them. And so it's just one of those things. People, as a society, we just put celebrities in a different realm. This weird pedestal. And we think that they're ours to do like whatever s- we want with. Like zoo animals. And it's like, treat them like people and, and you'll be amazed. We've hung out with some incredible people all over the world. I love meeting cool people on the road. Yeah. You're like, oh, I want to like be friends with you. Yeah, exactly. Randomly met people all over the world that have just come and hung out with us and will randomly give tickets to it. Like, yeah, come hang out, come have some drinks, whatever, just because they're fun and cool and nice and we don't know anyone in that city wherever we are oh that's fun do you still play music at all uh i haven't played drums much but every once in a while do you I've miss it a couple times i do miss it i want a drum set but i'm in a an apartment building that i can't have one <laughs> like get the fuck out of here yeah every uh, once in a while i'll hop on the band's drum kit during sound check or something and just relive and your just dream play. and it i mean it's and in the, in the back of your mind it's like animal yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I'm like, hey, Eric, could you get off the drums? <laughs> oh, sorry, I blacked out. Um, okay, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Eric J. Friedman on pretty much anything. Uh, it's Eric with a C and Friedman with two E's. Um, yeah, Instagram I use probably the most. Um, find me on there. Got oh, my God, follow nobody. I, I follow your stories on Instagram while well, I just started watching them. They're great, especially like on tour. It's, if, you're, if you're into all this stuff, you'll like his Instagram. 
Thanks. If not, not that your Instagram's not great without, you're great. Okay. <laughs> if you're not into things, then you won't. Like, if you don't, don't like know. stuff, don't <laughs> do stuff. Um, follow Eric. Go see him live. Um, he's real funny. All right. Yeah, that's it. All right. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Eric Friedman, road managing, sublime with Rome. Uh, fucking check out his comedy. Uh, go see Sublime with Rome. They're all over the map this summer, and it's a fucking dope ass time. Um, yeah, he's great, and uh, and that was that was super fun. Uh, if you like the podcast, again, can't say it enough. Subscribe, rate, review it. Please, for the love of God, give me more reviews. I love you. They help me. Christ Almighty. I don't know why I said that. You guys share the podcast with your friends because everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Uh, let's see. Big thank you to my League of Extraordinary Idiots on Patreon. John, Matt, Greg, Andre, Kathy, Terry. Uh, a extra shout out to Nick and Jean who are also in the League but are my VIP idiot savants. Literally, you guys are fucking angels. I adore you and I'm excited to talk to you guys this week. And... What else? You keep me sane. What would I do without my fucking ragtag group of idiots? Which I still sometimes wonder if you guys are secretly like, oh, I wish you didn't call us idiots, but it's funny to me. Um, so it's hopefully funny to you, but maybe I'm the biggest idiot of us all. I am. Spoiler alert. Huh. If you want to join the League of Extraordinary Idiots and be part of our monthly Google Hangs and get cool postcards from me on the road, and I'm going to some fucking cool places, you guys. Um, so I'm going to st- stack up. It's not like I need to backlog postcards. I am going to be backlogging a bunch of uh, podcasts, hopefully, because I'm hoping in Edinburgh, there's going to be so many cool people there. So I'm trying to just fucking stack them up for you. So if you know someone who's going to Edinburgh uh, and you would like to hear an interview with them, let me know. I'll try to arrange it. So if you have a favorite artist that's going over there, fucking hit me. Uh... Anyway, patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. I am dangerously close to hitting our first goal. We are 97% of the way there. And if we do, I have to do double bonus episodes, which I just realized I need to put out a bonus episode for this month. Uh, I'm very organized. You guys, the I'm the friend show is has made me worse than I am. I'm not going to pretend I'm the most organized, but it's definitely made me quite a nightmare, but it's been fun. Um and guaranteed weekly so i try to do if i can put out one a week but you if you've been listening you know i fucked that up semi-regularly and missed almost the entire month of june um but if we hit that first goal we're so fucking close i'm kind of scared uh but excited i will be able to afford to do them weekly and so i will and you will get more things for your ears um yeah that's that listen uh follow blessed podcast on twitter or ignorance is blessed on instagram uh to stay on top of it just to make me look good i I mean i fucking tweet everything from my regular account too anyway but like makes podcast gets gets people talking people are talking let's give them more to talk about uh, please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. Uh, so, you know, if you meet a road manager, don't assume they're like Eric uh, or a comedian or whatever. 
various episodes that I've had in the past. Hopefully you've checked some of them out. Don't know why I didn't pause for that. Um, If you have additional questions about Eric or any of my guests, you have a topic you want covered, hit me up. Let me know. Suggest somebody. Uh, I want to ask all our dumb questions. And uh, yeah, just keep uh, keep them coming. At JMS Comedy. You can't message my Facebook fan page anymore, but you can send them to ignoranceisblessedpodcast at gmail.com. And I will do my best to deliver what I can. Keep asking questions. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? (sighs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for being patient with my ignorance. Also, I didn't shout this out before, but I got a bunch of new listeners from Skankfest, too. I didn't say this in the intro. Fucking big bump from Skankfest. Met so many cool people. Uh, I think, yeah, my newest patrons from... Uh, Skankfest and I got new followers I got new listeners you guys fucking rule thank you Uh, I'll talk to you soon see you soon idiots